This week, Cameron Grimes buys Stonk. We find out LA Knight isn't a basketball team. And is this really the end of an era? Welcome to the Full Nelson Press. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Nelson Press. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. I'm here with my co-host, Peter O'Brien. Make sure you subscribe to the Full Nelson Press on YouTube and find our audio feed on any podcast app. Hey, Pete, happy Vengeance Day. It was a beautiful day. Flowers in action. Right? It was good. It was a good little Valentine's Day. Uh, Great way to end the weekend. And we got some wrestling, and we got the good wrestling. So we got the good wrestling. We got the good one. NXT. I even said to my wife, I was like, I know it's, I know it's Valentine's Day. I kind of want to watch some wrestling tonight. Uh, and she's like, oh, I just, and I was like, but it's NXT, so it's not four hours. It's two and a half hours. She's like, oh yeah, you can turn NXT in the background. I'm cool with that. And Easily. it did not disappoint. It, it did was not great. disappoint. So before we get into the actual hate review, uh, we'll talk about a little bit of the pre-show. The only thing notable is only 30 minutes, which was great, but Eli Drake has made his NXT debut. Um, he's going under the new name LA Knight, interrupted the panel, and decided to put the entire NXT locker room on notice. I've never watched an Eli Drake match, but I've heard good things about his time in like uh, NWA and uh, TNA. I was the same. Like I saw Twitter going crazy, like Eli Drake, Eli Drake, and I'm just kind of like... Who? Right. We have a wrestling podcast, right? But I've been like <laughs> diehard like WWE growing up. I was a huge WWE guy. And then I kind of like later on because of our podcast, like I try to see like New Japan now because everyone's starting to shift. And now with AEW, like there's so many wrestling promotions out there that I- I'm sorry. I have a life. I can't watch right. all of it. Like it's too much. So like Eli Drake, I'm like, Okay, like if Twitter's hyping him up, he might be good. Like I'll wait for him to actually wrestle. Well, it's there's two different dynamics between like AEW and NXT because with NXT you only find out about some of these uh, like indie wrestlers or wrestlers on other brands is when they're finally hired. Yeah. And, and brought on NXT, where like AEW you find out about Thunder Rosa just because they're doing cross promotion. So yeah. It's cool that you're we're learning a lot a, a lot more about some of these different wrestlers. There's so many out there there's and there's too many. so many who are talented. Like I said, I haven't seen an Eli Drake match, but I liked him on the microphone. He sounded like he could carry his own and that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, you know, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like see like it was kind of like the Ricochet uh Prince Puma. You yeah. know, if I see something on Twitter and they're like, yo, watch this guy. So then I started looking at Lucha Underground once in a while. Granted, didn't think Lucha Underground was that great. Just my personal opinion, but Prince Puma, Ricochet, was sick. Right. We'll go back to our some of our uh, our previous episodes of us how 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 skeptic we are of AJ Styles coming over from the from TNA to yeah. WWE. We were very skeptical of that and very wrong about our. our yeah, skepticism. we were definitely we ate our words on that one. But like Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, whatever. Let's go, buddy. Good luck to you, man. I guess. Exactly. Let's get right into the first match of the night. The women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. The first ever tournament for the women. It's Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. A great opening match. Uh, I wish there was a crowd, or more of a crowd there, because this really was a great opener to get like a crowd hyped for it. I liked it. I, I, I wish these women could compete for the like the women's tag belts or move the belts to NXT because you know they actually felt like tag teams even though they're they're kind of not but like Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart I think are a great pairing and I don't think there's anything wrong with them 
keep that going. I love that. And I think with, well, now it is, is whoever wins this gets to take on the women's tag champions. I'm kind of hoping that this is the transition because I think you're right. I think the women's division is actually doing pretty well tag team wise in NXT. But then move the Iconics back down there. Have them be a team and then have them be good again. There's nothing wrong with Tyler Breeze and Frizango or whatever. Like that whole thing, like that's okay. Like they're fine in NXT. They're not hurting being down there, obviously. So I don't see going back to NXT for that would be terrible, but WWE isn't going to do anything with the belts. Just throw it down there. You throw the Riot Squad back down there. I don't really care. Like, I don't think anyone would look at that as a demotion. Everybody rather watch the pure wrestling in NXT than Raw and SmackDown, except SmackDown lately has been kind of good. But yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. We could do that. Uh, not Tegan Knox and Giant Gonzalez weren't bad. They want like <laughs> hey, they definitely were pushing Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, she looks like a powerhouse. Match. Like even the fine. ref who was uh, the ref was a huge stickler on rules uh, in this me. match, except for Raquel Gonzalez. He yeah. was like, oh, she if she wants to come in and out of the ring without tags, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to tag. She was just throwing Shotzi and Ember Moon. Uh, it really, I think they're kind of putting all their eggs in one basket with her, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully she won't disappoint. I think she was uh, actually doing really well. I haven't seen a lot from her, and the more I see, the the more I'm happy with. Yeah, I, and I I don't mind that those two won. I thought it was fine, and I think those two together are actually really good too. Yeah, you know, Natiga Knox is a good wrestler. Call her by her name. It's Dakota Kai. God damn it. Nope, I can't. I still can't <laughs> tell apart. So I don't know how you can't. They're the same character. I think they could literally take over it, take the belts, and bring them to NXT, which I hope happens i hope the riot squad go down there i just hope there's a migration of women's tag team down to nxt and if you want to have like singles women move them up to balance out who you're moving from roster to roster so you could take the riot squad down you could call up eo shirai and rhea ripley i think eo needs to stay down in the nxt brand i think she's doing great down there Uh, as soon as she drops that title though she is definitely going to the main roster yep and then we'll forget about it (laughs) exactly calling it but uh yeah i I am excited to see raquel gonzalez versus uh shayna baszler and nia Jax. i don't really know what dakota kai is gonna do there if you really want to get her this uh giant gonzalez over she could do some power moves to Nia Jax, and that'd be smart. This is the place to do it. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Overall, the great it was a great opening match. Uh, next, we'll get to the NXT North American Championship match. The champion John, uh, Johnny Gargano takes on Kushida McFly. Nothing really memorable here. The only thing that I really loved about this, I don't know if you saw it, but um, Austin Theory got kidnapped yeah. in the entrance by Dexter Loomis. And they just Dude, glossed the over it so quick. They were they like, hey, did you, about it. did you see that? And they're like, yeah, we saw it. Anyways, the match match was about to start and Wade Barrett's like but someone took him right exactly so they just like glossed over it Kushida's really good I think it's just more of the aspect of we just watched so many Gargano matches I think we've seen Kushida and Gargano uh in matches before too so like there's nothing new here overall like we're not doubting the match it's just the fact that like me personally I'm I've grown so stale to Johnny Gargano's matches. Like, I'm like, he kind of just needs to leave for a little bit. See, and even with me, I'm a Gargano fan. And even me, I was like, this just is... Uh, it just, just be it was good. This? Like, but you... I, I'm excited to see more of The Way. I want to see yeah. more of Gargano and Austin Theory. But this was just... Uh, drop the title. Give it to somebody else. Exactly. of these two needed the title. I, I see Gargano's spots coming a mile away you know like i just know what he's gonna do and i'm just like all right do your jump through ddt thing and 
Oh, it got countered? Weird. It's too early in the match, so of course it's going to get countered. And there is a couple really good counters, but Kushida's really good. I like Kushida. Don't get the Back to the Future thing. I I, I don't know. It, it, should we? The whole <laughs> looking at the time thing? Like, I'm just like, well, it's like CM Punk is just a cross player. I don't know. I, I, I like Kushida. I just don't like what his the gimmick. gimmick yeah. Like, I think he's just missing he something. He needs something. He is. He's definitely missing something, and it's it's character development. Because he's so dangerous, like, kicking arms and stuff. I'm just like, call him the bone breaker or something. Like, <laughs> right? he, Do something. Yeah, not back to the future. Knowing WWE, they'll just turn him into background ninja number two for Akira Tozawa. There you go. Why is Karrion Cross feuding with the Cruiserweight champion right now? Like, I would rather see Karrion Cross and Kushida, and then see Gargano versus uh, the Cruiserweight champion Escobar, and maybe trying to get two better you know like i'd be more interested in seeing gargano doing that than him taking on Kushida. yep gargano retains i don't know who he faces next also austin theory is still missing folks he got kidnapped yeah. if you have any information please let us know what's the crime scene investigation there they were like all right let's review the tape he was taken all right anyways just let the show go on we don't know what to do any evidence you get please email to get well soon randy at <laughs> wwe.com <laughs> All right, so next we get a little video package of Cameron Grimes. He's now rich. Um, he bought GameStop stock, and so now he's the million-dollar man. I, uh, I dig it. I, I kind of dig it. Like, I was laughing at it because I'm just like, this little podunk dude now has a ton of money, and he's just spending it. Yeah. So what's the end of the payoff of the storyline? He goes broke. Everyone right? turns on him because he runs out of money. <laughs> That's not a bad storyline for that no, guy. No, I, I dig it. Yeah, because every single time he comes out, he comes out in a different car. Yeah. And then, like, towards the end of the year, he just starts coming out in, like, four Tauruses. Like a Honda Civic 90, <laughs> yeah. 93 with the, with the uh, hood painted a different color and the color is rust i don't know you can't do it wrong because the other direction is he keeps getting richer and then he's just like one of those uh beverly hillbillies or whatever yeah it is. like you could run with that story and it would be entertaining i don't know if you're looking at like a main eventer yeah i don't see that out of him but i do see like a solid mig carter that i hope they don't turn into too much of a comedy gimmick like let the like you can have comedy gimmicks but also them be dangerous like in the ring like I wish WWE could find that silver lining. Now, NXT, will it work? Maybe. I could see him maybe buying a bodyguard to do all this fighting, and he just becomes the mouth of the South. You just put a bunch of Southern guys with this dude, and he's just like, that's just his entourage. Yeah, like, I've just bought a suit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just some people with some top hats and suspenders on. That's what, I, that's what I'm looking for. You could have a horse and carriage with rims. Yeah, that would be just good. like the most podunk things. Yeah, I, like, I love it. I, yeah. I think that would go over so well, and people would just dig it. But then it also goes the same way as how well Elias did as the drifter versus how Elias is doing as the music performer we see how this roadmap can yep, go yep so bye Cameron Grimes enjoy your spotlight now so next is the men's Dusty Road Tag Team Finals MSK versus the Grizzled Young Veterans Pete I gotta ask you. What does MSK stand for? No idea. No idea. I can't find it no online. No idea. I looked. I don't know what it is. I looked. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. And if someone knows, please let us know. I couldn't yeah, find again, it. Email us at getwellrandy yeah. at wwe.com. Oh, he's going to be flooded with emails. Okay, so this match was insane. Like, MSK is good, and the Grizzled Young Vets are good. Like, it yeah. was an awesome match. Like, I was like, I like this. Like, people dig tag team matches. I wish WWE would let tag team matches happen. They Well, it 
it used to be a huge spotlight in NXT back when it was, you know, American Alpha and the Revival. Like, it, it seemed to be like a big staple of you were going to get a top-of-the-line tag team match every takeover. And it feels like we got that again here. This yeah, was great. This I love this. NXT gets tag teams. They know what to do. I don't remember the last time I saw, like, an actual tag team championship match where I wasn't hyped. They know how to put on a show. Now, granted, this isn't for a title, but this is for a number one contender for the title, which made that more these little things in nxt could make wwe so much better because you just are going to get new day number one contender again who's going to face the new day and the usos first exactly and it, it's getting old and now you got the street profits who people have kind of forgotten are they title holders like you don't know but you do know brizongo are the tag team holders in nxt msk is impressive i just don't know where you go with them like, are right. they just going to be, like, a one-trick pony? I mean, are they going to do great on the X Division? Like, what's going on? Here's here? my thing with them. I got, like, a buddy, like, a Blake and Murphy vibe from them. So, so the one thing I do have to say about NXT is I'm starting to see rehashing of characters. I do see that a lot. The, both these, MSK, both of them just kind of look like generic created wrestler one and two. Grizzled Young Vets remind me of Mustache Mountain. Like, there was a vibe exactly. of a Mustache Mountain with them. So, like, that's what I'm saying is, like, great, but you got to make these guys stand out a little more. But their in-ring capability is through the roof. Like, it yeah. was nuts. That Doomsday out Outside the ring was crazy. Their finisher, MSK's finisher, is crazy good. The spr- the kip up tag that MSK did, I was like, the Bruh. timing was really good yeah. on this too. All the tag team moves were set up and paced very well. It didn't look like they were trying to set up stuff mm-hmm. too well, where you, you have to stand there a little bit and wait for the guy to do their move. Yeah, it was it was well done. Grizzled Vets, I think this is their second time in the finale of uh, the Dusty Rhodes Classic, so good for them to finally actually win it. So what also is crazy is how NXT sets up these like little events, like the Dusty Road tag. Awesome. Why can't WWE do more of these things to get like a bigger payoff at the end? Such as like the Cruiserweight Classic. Dude, I was glued to my TV. Whether it was, I didn't know any of those guys. The Mae Young was like, I wasn't the biggest fan, but it was still, I was like, okay, there's a payoff for this. WWE needs more of that. Like King of the Ring, why can't it be more powerful? Well, I feel like King of the Ring does worse for someone yeah. than it does better. Because, it never I mean, works. King Barrett, King Sheamus, now it's King Corbin. Yeah. Whoever wins it, you just get a shit gimmick for 16 months. And what King of the Ring led to was Stone Cold. I don't think if you win King of the Ring, you get a title match. No, anymore. you don't get anything. You just, you just get, get a, a you get crown. a shitty gimmick and yeah. you're sidelined. So that's what it's exciting about the Cruiserweight Classic is... Uh, they're forming this new title. And then with the women's, the Mae Young, being able to face a woman performer who's a champion. Like, I, I get it. It needs a good payoff. I think you just want Zack Sabre Jr. back. Don't even. I don't <laughs> even care. I'll take hate mail. Zack Sabre Jr.? No. No. I don't ever want to see him wrestle again. Boring. <laughs> little. Trying to prove. I know wrestling's fake, but this guy was a twig. I hated watching Zack Sabre Jr. matches. Oh, it was Oh, and they're like, look at this submission. Oh, ooh, neat. He slowly turned an arm and he slowly turned an ankle. Oh, get out of <laughs> here. We go into the women's title match and you have two wrestlers who were in that May Young Classic that people were like, yo, like, I, I remember these two. Actually, all three of those women were in the May yeah. Young Classic. And it was great. And so when you got that, you got like the storyline of remember when we met in the tournament? Like, 
there is more oomph behind the match with these other little tournaments. And Absolutely. Mm -hmm. WWE could create so many rivalries, could have so many more matches, have so many more storylines if they actually just put some eggs in one of these tournaments. Because it's working for NXT. Exactly. So, yeah, next match is Io Shirai defends her NXT women's title against Tony Storm and Mercedes Mendez. Uh, the bell rings and Mercedes Mendez immediately just pushes um, Io Shirai out of the match. We get Tony Storm versus uh, Mercedes. I like Tony Storm. I'm a huge fan of Io Shirai. Mercedes uh, probably should have stayed in, in uh, Retribution. I think she's a little green still. No, I don't think she is. I think she's an actual trainer. Like, I think she's an actual crouch for, like, Shimmer and places like that. I don't think there's much to a character there. Yeah, I mean, like, I was fine with it. Uh, first of all, hot take. Io Shirai's entrance song. I dig it. I think oh, it's, it's like, the best NXT song. I have it on it's one like, of my Spotify And all the lights are going crazy. I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm hyped. I get oh, hyped awesome. for that song. Io Shirai, when she first won... I remember telling you guys, I'm just like, really? Eel? Uh, and the more she's in matches, I'm just like, this girl is great. And I'm she super scared it. she's going to be nerfed into oblivion. Yeah, I'm saying nerfed a lot. Sorry, gaming on the mind. <laughs> I, I don't know what she's going to do on the main roster if she loses that title. And the other aspect, too, is I don't know who on the NXT roster you give it to. Is it Candice LeRae? Who would she lose to right now? Because I thought Tony Storm was actually going to pull it out. Like, oh, there was really? a part of me that was like, I could see Tony Storm because she's gaining momentum and a lot of people like her. And she's not ready for the main roster yet, but they put her on main roster things. So she's kind of in that bridge. See, this is where I think this is where you see Raquel Gonzalez take it from Io Shirai. Like right now on the women's roster, now that she's beaten Tony Storm and we saw Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart lose this tonight, um, I really would say that I think it's uh, definitely going to be uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And if it's not her, it's someone they signed that fucking week. Yep. And that'll be the, who they give it to. But the overall, the match was fine. Like like we said at the beginning, I feel like Maria's just a little behind the other two. Dude, the power bomb or that suplex she did out of the corner was pretty sick. Oh, we gonna talk about the table that just fell on its own? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, nope, I don't want to go through the table. Right? So Eo's like, I'll just jump off a pole as a diversion. Which just don't don't look at the table that don't just look. collapsed on its own. And even the commentators are like, oh. All right, let's just All get right. back into the match. <laughs> Someone bumped the hitch in there and it just fell apart. It just fell over, yeah. The match itself was good. It's just the end I felt like was kind of like anticlimactic. Like it, it just felt like it just had a short finish that there was supposed yeah, to be more there. It just kind of ended and it was almost like there was something missing, you know? Uh -huh. Some oh, light. Really? Some She's not even on the brand piece. Good. Bring it to the floor. What would Naomi even have done? I don't know. I was just trying to figure out a way I could put it into the show, and that was the best you opening I got. Yeah, got me again. I was like, hi -ya! <laughs> So, yeah, the match itself is good, but yeah, I don't know where they go with Io. She's just an unstoppable force yep. um, in the women's division, and I think maybe concentrating mostly on the tag division and just having her just win against one random person from the NXT locker room every takeover is fine with me. Yeah, that's that's okay. As long as they build up a little more of, like, a story. Like, the whole Io Shirai, Tony Storm thing, I was like, yeah. Like, the May Young Classic, how they looped that in, I was like, that's smart. That's yeah, a, that's really a smart. smart thing. And, you know, what's crazy? You know, I don't watch NXT religiously. Like, I'll watch some matches. Like, I'll, I'll, spark, I'll spark note a bunch, folks. That's why we don't do the weekly show of, like, what happened during the week. Right. I don't want to watch it all. But the fact that I can turn on a pay-per-view... 
and watch like one of the vignettes to hype up a match. I'm like, okay, like, all right, let's go. I'm on board. I do follow the whole Finn Balor. I follow his aspect because one, Finn Balor is like my favorite wrestler. So like, I do always try to pay attention to what's going on with Finn Balor all the time. But still, NXT is able to hype up MSK, which you yeah. don't get to see anything really from prior if you're not regularly watching NXT. They're two new guys, and you're like, all right, let's go. I'm hyped. Let's watch this and match. I don't have a problem because MSK did. Like, I don't have a problem celebrating like a match, like how they celebrated or like how you know Bianca Belair celebrated winning the Rumble. Like, I don't have a problem with people showing emotion. It makes the wrestler more grounded. And it makes you get behind them more because they, like, finally conquered something. You don't want to be, like, a stiff board out there. Right. It gives you more of an emotional connection with that person. I'm rooting for Bianca Belair because not only was I a fan, but the reaction she had when she won the Rumble. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, you, it's the same with, like, sports athletes. Like, you get, like, the pure adrenaline, not, like, the staged promo, but, like, have them just be like, holy shit, I just won. Did you see that? Like, you get those pure moments. Like, the Bart Scott, can't wait. Richard Sherman, like, his promo when they dropped him one. Like, those are sports people that aren't staged, and they just let it rip. And I'm like, that's how you get behind someone, whether you want them to win or lose. Because I hated Richard Sherman at that time. I'm like, I, I don't like him. I don't like him. And I'm like, you that thing, maybe didn't like him more. But yeah. it worked. And you could use that aspect of real sports into wrestling. Oh my God, I think it would also help. How many times do we have a great storyline that blends with reality so much? Like Becky Lynch getting her nose broken from Nia Jax or mm -hmm. the CM Punk pipe bomb or everything going on with like Edge, Lita, and Matt Hardy. Like when you have like real things going on that cut deep, it makes storylines so much better. And in, in an age where you're trying to focus on reality, maybe WWE just needs to read more of these Twitter beefs that wrestlers are having and see how yeah. they can use that in real storylines. Let them let go. How many times do you see, oh, somebody from Reckoning really got him with that insult? And it's like, well, cool, but that means fuck all if they're just going to lose Monday night. See, the one thing I really hated about the promo package for the Io Shirai title match was they flashed a picture of Charlotte and Rhea Ripley right after the match hugging her. Stop doing that. Right. We know they're friends, but don't throw it in our faces because then that just kills the whole momentum of everything. We all know everybody in that back room is basically friends. You're working with your coworkers. Like, and if right. you're not friends with them, you're not going to like show it. You just kind of bite your lip and you're like, God, I hate Carl. Drink all the coffee. Every year they show the uh, the footage uh, or uh, take a picture, a group picture of all the women in the Royal Rumble. Why? They're yeah, all competitors. You, you're going against each other. <laughs> I understand some of them are, but then have like the heels be like, no, I'm not going to hold your hand. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I think the only one in character in that picture, if you check it out, is uh, Nikki Cross is the only one like, what are we fucking doing yeah, here? Yeah, this is dumb. <laughs> So let's get to the main event. The NXT champion, Finn Balor, defends his title against the bruiserweight, Pete Dune. It was a good match. I have... All right, so I'm probably going to get some heat for this. I like technical wrestlers. and I do too. Technical uh, strategy is good. It's just not an entertaining strategy Thank sometimes. You. So sometimes when you have... there's This match changes in pace between a really long lock or hold to switch into another hold to switch into another hold and then into a breakneck combo between the two that just the pacing just goes right back into another hold 
It's just not entertaining. I get the strategy. I get where you're trying to go with it. I like people like Daniel Bryan or, or you know, like Eddie Guerrero had great technical matches, but they were still entertaining. I really like Finn Balor. I really like Pete Dune. I actually thought this match was really good, but I am with you on the whole technical aspect because there were times where I'm just like, okay. It would have been a five-star match. Exactly. There was just a couple too many holds. Now, some of the counters were insane. Some of the yeah, counters, absolutely. I was just like, oh my God, that was awesome. Yeah. But like the submission aspect, it's okay to throw those in there, but like there's some matches that just, like I thought Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor had, they had their technical aspect, but then they had like a hard hitting and they just kept going. I thought that pacing was better. I thought this one, there was so many like slow Randy Orton technical, exactly. methodical, I'm hurting you moments. That's why like, I don't like watching Randy Orton matches anymore because he's slowed down to the point. It just kills the momentum of a match. But I know his whole persona is he's the Viper. It's a quick strike. Finn Balor and Pete Dune, I thought they could do a little more like suplexes, body slams, right. like, you know, something a little this more. This match versus Kyle O'Reilly's match. I mean, Kyle O'Reilly's match was that the, Balor and Riley was an awesome match versus something like this. Like this was great, but it could have been better. The thing I really loved is how Pete Dune still goes over as star because they're going to have a rematch. And I think that's when Pete Dune might actually take the belt finally because Balor fell asleep. Like he was out, but his foot was on the rope. So the ref had to wake him. And then Pete Dune just kicked him in the head. I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. Like, right. So they were like awesome some moments yeah and i think it also could be like the production team as well like when they are in these long holds maybe show us more replays during those long holds don't show us replays when shit's actually going on in right production does that all the time where they're like oh it's speeding up hey remember this move it's like no i'm trying to wait no wait, wait. i missed it that's when you show me those replays uh, but the match was sick i really liked it i like finn balor i think he's a stud he should be on the main roster he should be fighting for the championship. This whole heel, not heel Prince Balor is the character he should have been from day one. The fact that WWE, luckily Balor got out of it because he's that damn good. But that whole demon thing, like I think it's cool he had a demon persona. I think it was stupid that WWE tried to convince us that he's more powerful with paint. No, <laughs> right? it's like you can put on war paint, like kind of like, you know, the Aztecs or whoever, like would paint themselves before a battle. You don't get more power. You just get hyped up. You can't tell me Ascension like got stronger <laughs> for all those tag team. There is no way they got they got so weak. The, the face paint hurt him apparently but maybe like, he's just using the wrong face paint I don't know that's the thing is like Balor had a cool demon thing like if you watched him overseas and I didn't but I looked back I'm like who is this guy I'm like oh he painted himself like Venom yo he painted himself like that before big matches that's pretty sick right but then WWE's like he's a supernatural lord and now he's a demon and he summons his sword and I'm like yep you just ruined it because we're not dumb leave that shit for uh, Bray Wyatt he doesn't need it but yep. I'm a big fan and I'm really super content with Balor being like the measuring stick of who you gotta beat to get onto the main roster now mm -hmm. like I'm totally down with him just being on NXT for like the next year and then when he's like you know what I don't want to be the prince anymore i want to be the king and he gets to pick which fucking brand he goes to i'm all about that yeah that would be sweet so the finish ends with this whole thing with undisputed era um danny birch and um uh only larkin come out and attack balor undisputed era come out and give the save to balor uh, but then uh, Adam Cole ends up kicking dun, dun, Balor dun. and Kyle O'Reilly. I kind of want Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor, and then I don't know who else I'd put with them. But I, I kind of dig them as a group. Why doesn't Balor just like kind of how he he's like? Because remember, wasn't Balor like the creator? 
the original of the Bullet Club. Yeah. So why can't he create his own Bullet Club and just be like, Undisputed Era is mine. And then like you see Roddy like standing there with Cole and then he kind of moves over to the side and then uh, Fish comes back and he like everyone's like, oh man. And like Cole goes, come on, I need you. And he just stands next to Balor too and they all just do their fingers and all point at Cole. I would be like completely on board. If we oust Adam Cole and turn Undisputed Era into the Bullet Club, I'm all about it. I'd be completely on board. Only, but you got to add more people in it because Bobby Fish, he's injured every other take. Oh, dude, that so guy. you got to add. Yeah. He just can't get a break. I feel so bad for him. But if, if like, they win the tag titles or something, like, and they form this stable group, because I think a lot of us are waiting for this super heel stable group to come back because there isn't one. There is no powerful heel stable because you can't even say the Hurt Business is heel. Because there's times where they're kind of face. They're fighting retribution. Well, no one likes retribution. And then they're like, okay, we got to make fun of them so they still think we're heel. Uh, stupid mask, idiot. Like, uh, we're heel. <laughs> like that's right? it. That's the logic where if you have a super powerful stable with Balor and all his and all the guys from Undisputed, Cole can take the Undisputed music and you could give them the F- Balor Prince music. Any new music. You could just give him straight up new music. Also, speaking of music, I really like the intro with Wrestle and Flow. I think he could definitely make some more music for some of these people. Let's hope so. So yeah, dude, that is uh, NXT Vengeance. What did you think of it? Loved it. All right, give it a grade. You know, I, I went A-. minus. A minus. I did okay. go. I finally got into the A's. I, I went A minus. Like I said, like a couple little things, such as like Gargano stale. There was a couple slow parts in the title match, but you know, to each their own. Some people really sure. like it. I, I, I'm one of those that my ADD starts kicking in. I'm like, what's on Reddit while they're holding each other? And then I wait for the crowd to start hyping up. I'm like, okay, he's getting out of it. Because some of the submission moves are so predictable. You know, you're not, they're not going to tap. Right. As if you look at the match and it's five minutes in and they're not going to tap yet. And if they did, I would be shocked. And I would have been like, okay, that's pretty sweet. Like he actually choked him out super quick, but we know that's not going to happen. So A minus. I, I, I'm kind of. I think I'm going to give it an A. Um, there were some matches that were things like I didn't like how MSK and the Grizzled Young Vets had too many kickouts. Mm-hmm. But every match had people talking about something after the outcome. Yep. Whether the match was great, whether even like the Gargano and Kushida match, which I didn't like, I still was talking about the whole Dexter Loomis bit that happened beforehand. So if I'm entertained, if I'm watching it, if I don't, if I turn the pay-per-view off and I'm not upset or just feel like I'm burnt out for wrestling, I think it's a good thing. I, yeah, I'm going to give it an A. Yeah, and the thing about NXT is he wasn't on the card. So there are NXT stars, Rhea Ripley, not on the card. Carrying Cross is back and he's not on TakeOver. And that kind of, it gives weight to contendership. Thank you. Like, WWE's like, okay, we have to get Styles in. We have to get McIntyre. We have to, have to, have to, have to, have to. And mm-hmm. they get all these people that have to be on the card that people are like, yeah, we've seen this. You you can't let anyone just rest on a pay-per-view because I guess the payout or something. But like, it's ridiculous. Like, NXT proves again how they can have an event and not use everybody on their roster, and people are okay with it. Exactly, because most of those people that you saw on the takeover, not even half of them were on the previous takeover. Yep. So, and that's that's and it keeps it fresh. So, dud of the week. I'll go first. I'm gonna go with Kushida McFly. What are you, chicken? Ha! <laughs> I don't like his outfit. I'm sorry. I'm still either. standing by it. No. I don't, yep. I really like Kushida, but that's the one part I'm just like, I don't get it. The whole gimmick just is stupid. It's kitty. The time is now. I don't know. If he starts <laughs> coming out with an old dude, I'm going to freak out. My dud 
it was hard because I don't think anyone was really a dud. Can I put the table? Yeah. Because the table, the table threw the match. Like the table just gave up. <laughs> like the table's it like, was, um, I loved it. It's like, no, that wasn't your spot yet, table. Well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so the table is my my dud. Who's your stud of the week? Stud of the week. I am going. Hmm. You go first. Uh, I went with Raquel Gonzalez because okay. I think that was that was the whole pay per view or the whole match. I think was just a focus on her. I think my stud of the week, it's like I want to say Balor, but MSK was so good, too. Do you, do, like, I was going to say, are you going to go with Dexter Loomis? I I would always put Dexter Loomis because I think he's the greatest, and I still think he should be with Bray Wyatt and, and Alexa Bliss doing painting hour with his next victim. No, I'll do, you know what? Yeah, I'll go MSK I'll because I'll, okay. they were really good. And it's almost like you got to put the grizzled young vets right next to him because the chemistry with all four of them were so good. You needed all four to be working that close together for that match to be that good, especially with people who aren't really big on the NXT title scene yet. So I kind of want to put all four. I think I might just do that. That's fine. I get it. It's cool to give TV time to people um, and let them just do their thing. You know, there wasn't a lot of promos going on, not a lot of like like focusing on characters. It was here's four dudes. They're gonna give you a great match, and then you can give them a chance on everything else. Because that's kind of how wrestling works now nowadays. So hey, man, that is the Full Nelson Press episode ninety five. If you enjoyed our witty banter on sports entertainment, search the Full Nelson Press on Instagram and Facebook, or find us on Twitter at tfmp. You can find myself at Johnny J O N N Y underscore Tango and Pete here at MVP three sixty. Hey Pete, what you been playing? My game right now that I've been playing is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's the third in the new trilogy. I beat the <laughs> other two. It's pretty sweet. Lara Crafts a babe. Also, this game's sick. Has she found her grandpa yet? No, she hasn't. But I'm treasure hunting in Peru right now. It goes along with pirates. I'm just looking for treasure all the time. <laughs> uh, the deaths in this game are crazy. I jumped over into a pit. I was like, I don't know. It's like kind of trial and error when you're trying to do the puzzles. All of a sudden, a spike goes through her head. I'm like, oh my god! Like, damn, Lara, I am so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Falls into this river, and the river spins her, and there's this boulder, and her face just smacks off it and dies. I'm Oof. like, oh my god! I'm like, oh. I am so sorry. I hope I find this treasure for you. Is this the newest game in the series? So they created the second trilogy. Like, this is the newer one. So you have Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and now Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So it's awesome. It's good. I well, like it I, a lot. I hope uh, when the Tomb Raider Strike Backs comes out, I hope you enjoy that one, too. Right. <laughs> I am your father. What? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, go watch some wrestling. Yeah, bet. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.